0: Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin.
1: And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Woohoo. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts and feelings. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizardteam on Twitter to follow along.
1: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc. Um, illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out the website for guidelines. You can also hit us up if you have any questions.
0: Love our blog, love wizard team, have a few extra galleons lying r- around. Please consider donating to BGNO. We have a lot of dope things we want to do, and we need your help. If you go to Out slash donate, you can find out all the ways we take donations, and we will keep you guys updated on where those donations are going. Mostly, probably to pay off the bills and the debt that we got going to London and then to yeah. get to invest in some tech. Those are probably the first two big things that things, we're going yeah. yeah.
1: As you're listening to this, we are on our way back home, which is sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> needless, to say, to <laughs> needless to say, this is the time you want me episode. But yeah, we're like in a plane, in different planes. Oh, that's sad. Oh, um, And you can listen to our voices while we deal with these eight to ten hour flights.
0: Thestrals in the sky.
1: Magic. I don't understand why, never mind, Why it was a Thestral? Yeah.
0: Because it was just like, I don't know. I don't think Thestrals get enough love.
1: I like Thestrals, I just don't want to think about flying inside them.
0: Oh, Yeah. Well, I was thinking about flying on one, but planes aren't death. But they're, they're not, not.
1: But you always are trying to try to associate it flat. with they're death, definitely. which makes no sense. Who does? You. Me? You. No. Yeah.
0: Are other people? I think it's deaths. wrong. Oh. Well, sometimes people got to die so that we can experience the magic of flight.
1: Problem. Um, also, to subscribe to our newsletter, <laughs> every week we share. Next to what's been going on, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to do so.
0: All right, so let's.
1: Where do they? What do they do, Robin? After that? Oh, wait, 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 no.
0: My thing is being real.
1: Okay, follow us at We Black at Nerds that... on Twitter. Like us at Black Girls Nerd Out on Facebook. Um join the Wizard Team Facebook group to uh, have Wizard Team Harry Potter discussions um that without like the character limit of Twitter. And fan- uh, Harry Potter news.
0: Okay. Again, we're timing winding.
1: <laughs> huh?
0: Sorry, I I, I uh, go ahead.
1: Okay. Potter news. Um Yeah, so We're timey-wimey again, so there's no, like, news news that we know of at this point. Um, So, but keep an eye out for our London content. A Cursed Child um, bonus episode has gone out at this point. Um, So if you don't care about spoilers for The Cursed Child or you've already read the script and you don't plan on going to see the play, go ahead and listen to that. Um, This is also our 50th episode, which is awesome. What? Um, Thank you for sticking with us for this long um, and we're doing it. Look at us being consistent. It's awesome. Um, chapter past 50 with our bonus episodes. Well, it's more than 50 bonus with our bonus episodes. episodes. This is not including most We're episodes. doing those today. This is just a chapter by chapter. Um, yeah. We're killing the game. Um, also, magical birthday so guys, tomorrow. Is, oh. What? Tomorrow is, is Jenny's so, birthday. So shout out to Jenny.
0: This is so out of sync Uh um we are at our 50th episode sorry shout out to jenny you're amazing you're killing the quidditch game um but i wanted to say like we're not even halfway through the chapters that we have to read we're not even halfway through the series we're not even at the halfway point of the book of the series so think about how many more chapters we have to go
1: that's exciting i know (laughs) We're, like, maybe an eighth oh, of the way through. I or no. Really in terms of chapters? Let me think. Because we still have the big books. To like Yeah, we have- yeah, we're, we're maybe still- an eighth of the way through. Yeah. That's cool. Hype. Okay.
0: Um, we're still tiny-wimey. Robin's book is still somewhere in San Diego, or on in transit and route back to her. Um, and... I had I had a se- I had a second book but I loaned it to someone and then I was like I'm gonna get the new book with the new um cover but then I was like I don't have any money for that right now so Brianna will be leading our discussion
1: but I will chime in because I have thoughts and feelings and that's what this podcast is for yes. thoughts and feelings um so previously on wizard team um Harry is learning how to cast a Patronus from Remus. Um, And there's lots of feelings all up in there that we will not um, revisit for the sake of not being sad. Um, (laughs) And then um, McGonagall returns the Firebolt to Harry, saying that it's all good, there's no jinxes. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione all make up until Scabbers decides he's just gonna go ahead and frame frame Crookshanks for killing him. And disappears again and Ron and Hermione are now in another fight. Because um because to what it look, what it looks like is that Crookshanks killed Scabbers. But we all know the truth.
0: We know the truth. What is that Michael Jackson one? Um They don't really care about us?
1: All I wanna say is that they don't really care about us. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah, but she goes Oh, you know the truth. You um,
0: know the truth. She said something before them, but I can't remember. Her. But yeah, 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 so two things. Um, we talked about Scabbers and how problematic he is, but you had mentioned this yesterday. Or, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it yesterday.
1: It was yesterday, but,
0: <laughs> Woo. Um, but you, the last episode you had mentioned about, like, him framing Krechanks and like the un- like how unnecessary that was, mm-hmm. and um, it got me thinking about Peter and not and his like not wanting to take responsibility for the choices that he makes. Um, he frames serious, right, because he doesn't even want to stand up in the truth that he was the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Voldemort's gone, and he would rather live the next couple years as a rat than the bad guy on um, like right. and there's no saying that he would end like there's no it doesn't follow that he would have ended up being captured in an azkaban because there were a ton of death eaters that did not get captured um that were on the run and as we could see with Sirius like being an unregistered anime guy it would have been very possible for him to like run away start a new life in another country like Romania or whatever um but, like, still live as a human and not, and, um, but the thing that he doesn't get by doing that is, one, he has no one to take care of him, which is his main thing, is he doesn't like to really take care of himself. Mm-hmm. um, And two, he is, he loses, like, the sense of, like, oh, poor Peter Pettigrew. Like, he's no longer. Yeah. um, Like a
1: victim.
0: Or, yeah. Yeah. And so he doesn't do that with in the aftermath of, like, Voldemort killing the Potters, which is a little bit more understandable because it is, um, you know, a big betrayal, and it's a big story, and um, he would definitely be a villain. But then, like, it's so ingrained in who he is that as a rat, he needs to still, like, leave with sympathy. Like, he needs... He needs someone else to be the villain. And so mm-hmm. he frames questions. And um, I do this a, lo- a lot as a joke and a little bit um, sincerely, but I try to check myself, which is like not taking responsibility. Like I'll blame the baby when we all know the baby. did <laughs> Or I'll be like, Akira's a bad influence. And then she's like, but how? You're mm-hmm. You've literally lived like twice my life. Um, not quite twice her life. I'm not that old, but yeah, it's like it's a partial. Like I just like to make a joke, but then it is also this younger sibling syndrome um, of always having someone who else was in charge. Someone else made the decisions. Like even when I was growing up, like I never until high school really stayed home alone. There was someone like to make sure I was okay
1: right Mm
0: -hmm. and I mean I'm sure that's true of like everyone but you know I, I don't know I just feel like when you were younger like it was your parents or your grandparents and then and then you stayed home alone but for like younger siblings it's like there's this really great John Mulaney joke which is like when he his when he was like 10 he found out that his like babysitter was like 15 Mm -hmm. and he was like what made her the adult you know she's a slightly larger child right Mm -hmm. and I think that that's kind of similar with like when my brother would be the one like in charge right it's like why is he in charge like he's four years older than me so like
1: I mean that's like one of my like when I, I started I think I started staying home alone at like 10 but um that's because I'm the oldest, but then also it was only for like maybe a maximum of two hours. But if it was going to be longer mm-hmm. than that, we had a babysitter. And she's like, yeah, she's only like five or six years older than me. And to the point where like now some of my friends are her age. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's weird, but...
0: Yeah, so I think like, yeah, part of that is just like always having... And when you have a babysitter and something goes wrong, the ultimate blame falls on them right it's like you can do things and you can get in, you can definitely get in trouble and you have to own up to actions that you take but when it's like a big thing um that the the overall blame i remember i was <laughs> telling on myself all the time my brother um was driving and his car was in the garage and he was gonna leave and i was like oh let me back it out so i hop in the seat in, in his car and all I have to do is go straight. But I turned the wheel or, the, or he said, or he said all you have to do is turn straight or just go straight. Don't turn the wheel or anything. And then somewhere in the course of that, um, I was about to hit the wall. And so he started being like, and he was outside the car, like, you know, making sure I was okay. He started being like, turn, turn. And then he panicked and he's like, stop. And like, I panicked. And so I hit the gas instead of the brake. And I broke off the second year. Well, but I was like 13 and he was 17, which actually is a difference. Yeah. There's a there's a big maturity difference there. Mm-hmm. But I did it. Like he he was stopping me, but he he panicked and so I panicked. Mm-hmm. Um and then I gotta like, oh my god, girl. What is wrong with you? But he got in trouble because like we had to like fix his car, you know, like I basically ran his car into the side of the house and um, it wasn't his idea to let me drive or it wasn't his idea for me to drive. I jumped in the car, but he didn't stop me. Right. He thought I could handle it. Right. So um, I bear responsibility for like crumbling under pressure, which guys, if there's a theme, <laughs> I crumble <laughs> under pressure. Um, but he bared like the ultimate brunt of the responsibility. And so this is a long way to say it's a very interesting thing that makes me want to learn more about Peter, Peter's youth and like how he grew up before meeting the Marauders, that it's so ingrained in him to, to blame someone else for his actions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hmm. So let's move on, because I could continue on this, like, I was just thinking about it, and I was like... There, yeah, it,
1: it's not even the start of the chapter, but yeah, that is really yeah. interesting to think about. Um, okay, so let's get into Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. The Ravenclaw! Um, <laughs> it looked like the end of Ron and Hermione's friendship. Um, each was so angry with the other that Harry couldn't see how they'd ever make up again. Ron was enraged that Hermione had never taken Crookshank's attempts to eat Scabbers seriously. Um hadn't bothered to keep a close enough watch on him and was still trying to pretend that Crookshanks was innocent by suggesting that Ron looked for scabbards under all the boys' beds. Hermione, meanwhile, maintained fiercely that Ron had no proof that Crookshanks had eaten scabbards, that the gender- ginger hairs might have been there since Christmas, and that Ron had been prejudiced against her cat ever since Crookshanks had landed on Ron's head in the magical menagerie. Um, so they're both right. But... Um, yes. Yes. Um, And that's the thing with, like, arguments between Ron and Hermione, is generally they're both right and they're also both wrong.
0: Yeah, I think, too, it's interesting because with Ron and Hermione's Blossoms into Love, they both, I think, want each other to be on their side, and so they feel more hurt. You know, like, Mm -hmm. if we have a disagreement or if if we see things differently, um... It stinks, but what's even more upsetting is that I don't have you on my side. you know what I mean? Like you should want your friends um to check you, especially when you're out of pocket, but when you just when you have a point right and it's a justifiable point, you want your friends to like acknowledge that, and in this case, I'm sorry, Hermione. I don't think that you you need to just say sorry because like. Yeah, okay, maybe Crookshanks didn't do it, maybe, um, which he didn't do it, but maybe um, the ginger hairs have been there since Christmas. But either way, you were very lax in taking or keeping Crookshanks away from
1: scabbers. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the, that's the thing that's, like, ironic about it is that, like, And it's kind of similar to when um, Lavender's rabbit died and like, where it's like, you're right, but you keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. And the other thing is like with this specifically, she's right, but she doesn't know that she's right. She's really only saying it because she doesn't want to feel guilty about it. And she's like on the defensive. She doesn't actually know, um, even though like what she said is true. She doesn't know that it's true.
0: and it stands to reason, like the most like it's it, Occam's razor or whatever, like the most logical thing is that Crookshanks did it. Like, yeah, totally. And so logically, she's she's not even staying true to her. Herself and like bowing to logic, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So. Um, personally, Harry was sure that Crookshanks had eaten scabbers. And when he tried to point out to Hermione that the evidence all pointed that way, she lost her temper with Harry, too. Okay, side with Ron, I knew you would. First the firebolt, now scabbers. Everything's my fault, isn't it? Just leave me alone, Harry. I've got a lot of work to do. Um, so then that's like even more telling of best. like the situation that she's in. So like while she's wrong in this particular instance, she also just has a lot going on. And it's yeah. just like, this is, this is like a year where she, and there's like a later chapter where like Hagrid kind of like, um, Get goes together. in on Harry yeah. and Ron, because it's like this is the year where she clearly needs the most support. Um, and it, and generally, unless it's like some straight-up like bigoted thing that happens, Hermione is usually the last person who needs it, and so they don't really- God, this is, this is not a allegory for a Black woman, I don't know what is. Um, but they assume that she can take on everything, and so they don't totally account for like her own feelings. And like the fact that, yeah, she can get stressed, yeah, she can feel pain, like all of these things. Um, Mm -hmm. It's generally always like Ron is having a trouble, like is having issues or is mad. So then they focus on him or Harry's having, Harry always got issues. So focus on him. But there's very rarely any moment where Hermione's having an issue where they're focusing on her. Maybe um, Half-Blood Prince, um, when she and Ron get into that fight and then Harry sides with her a little bit more than he does with Ron. Um, but that's mostly just because Ron and Lavender don't have any chill. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah. Um, but I also think too,
0: it's yeah, like what you said. Hermione's about. black,
1: y'all.
0: Hermione's so black. She knows the struggle. Um, but it's also hard for them because Hermione isn't one to really keep secrets, right? So. Um. They, and I just, I feel like I'm shitting on boys, but I just feel like boys are not that, as a whole, not, don't come at me, any any one boy who's very, like, has a, you know, very empathetic and is very observational. I'm saying this is complete generalization, but they need to see the trouble, right? So like, or they need you to come to them and be like, look, this is all, everything that's coming, going on. And she can't do that. So she's also like super stressed, going through a lot, and keeping this secret. Um, But I mean, like
1: in one way, yeah, they can't know the details, but they see her like. They see her stressed out, yeah. And they see her struggling. Yeah. Like all the books that she has, she's got trying to do like three different homework assignments at once, which is literally me um, all the time. Um, (laughs) And then like, yeah, she's always on the verge of tears, like with anything. Like it's very clear yeah. that she's like a like she's under a lot of pressure. Even if you don't know specifically that she's like having like thirty hour days and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: And and they do know all of the subjects she's taking, even if they don't know how she's doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, it's 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 hard to because I just fell into that trap <laughs> until you read. Further on, which is like, God, Hermione, you really are in the wrong here and you need to confess that. But like, she's so stressed out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and is the only one who keeps their promise to Hagrid, which, you know, like.
1: Yeah, exactly. On top of that, which
0: is like, we'll get yeah, to that. But like, on top of, of it,
1: everyone she's to, also doing that. Like, yeah, but
0: of, of everyone to skirt that responsibility, it should have been her, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm sorry, Hagrid, I just don't have time for this, but Harry and Ron are on it. They got time,
1: mm-hmm. you know. They got so, time. Yeah. Um, Ron had taken the loss of his rat very hard indeed. Come on, Ron. You were always saying how boring Scabbers was. Said Fred, and he's been off color for ages. He was wasting away. It's probably better for him to snuff it quickly, one swallow. He didn't. He probably didn't feel a thing. Fred said, "Jenny, all he did was eat and sleep." Ron, you said it yourself. Um, so this is like again, just Ron takes his things for granted until they're. Gone. Gone or like in danger. And it's like a similar thing when he gets um, his owl at the end of the book. In the next book, he's like super rude to it yeah, all the time. Calls it pig, like just hella rude for no reason. Um, and
0: I mean, it's also like it's a good introduction to Deathly Hallows when he is starts to really miss his family. Mm-hmm.
1: um, All the time he spends complaining about them and being overshadowed and all that stuff. And not he, having like, any
0: money and not, mm-hmm. you know... Like, yeah, and it's, it's something that, I mean, it's probably why I identify with Ron a lot is he's got younger sibling syndrome really
1: bad. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, he's got to chill.
1: hmm um, Ron, Ron reminds Harry that uh, scabbers bit oil for them once. Um, His finest hour, said Fred. Let the scar on Goyle's finger stand as a lasting tribute to his memory. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, come on, Ron. Get yourself down to Hogsmeade and buy a new rat. What's the point of moaning? Moaning. Um, in the last inch attempt to cheer Ron up, Harry um, persuades Ron to come to Gryffindor's final practice before the Ravenclaw match so that he could ride the Fireball after they finished. Um, it did seem to take Ron's mind off of Scabbers. Um, so they set off for the Quidditch field later. Um, Madame Hooch was still overseeing the Gryffindor practices to keep an eye on Harry. And so she, like, has, she decides she wants to give them her professional opinion on the Firebolt. Um, look at the balance on it. If the Nimbus series has a fault, it's a slight list to the tail end. You often find they develop a drag after a few years. They've updated the handle too, a bit slimmer than the Clean sweeps. Reminds me of the old Silver Arrows a pity they stopped making them i learned to fly on one and a very fine old broom it was too um she's such a quidditch nerd she that is. was all that but was they, this is
0: something else that i was thinking about so wood has been practicing like six days a week and madame hooch is there like wood she does what she want to do it's true Chill. it's true like you need to my god yeah wood need to chill <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, so they, so Madame Hooch and Ron leave the stadium, um, Wood tells Harry that he found out who the Ravenclaw seeker is, it's Cho Chang, she's a first-year and pretty good. Um, I really hope she wouldn't be fit, she's oh. had some problems with injuries. Wood scowled oh. his displeasure that Cho Chang had made a full recovery. Yeah. So Cho Chang should have been there, She's the first year. No, fourth. Oh, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. i was like um, I,
0: I did not clock that at all i thought no, like no, no. oh, why it's joe there in the battle of hogwarts not make no sense okay fourth year which so i think... like other women i get it you said what so harry likes them older women i get it i see you harry
1: yeah low-key well you know until jenny who's not older but i don't think that's no, like a yeah. defining factor <laughs> not a define- at all. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I was like, do they, I, I had a note that was like, do they switch? Like, they haven't had the same team all year. But then it said that um, she has injuries sometimes. So that's why, mm. um, which sounds like me. That's me all the time. Like, as I speak, this damn wrist brace. Um, I'm over um, it. <laughs> I think you have carpal tunnel. I, also I think, think I do think... too, but it's the worst. Mm-hmm. And somebody um, who's always on her computer for work and other things, it really sucks.
0: Yeah, I think um, if they did switch, that is probably a great strategy and a good way to get as many people involved in Quidditch as possible. Mm -hmm. And if someone happens to, you know, I don't know, fall off
1: of a fall like 50 foot drop. I don't know, get a broken arm by like get chased by a bludger possibly have an
0: incompetent teacher remove all the bones from their arm. Right.
1: You know, possibly like almost gets cursed off their broom. Just just throwing things out there, you know? Yeah. So
0: it seems like they should always practice with an alternate. hmm
1: And Jenny would be great at it.
0: Jenny would be great
1: at it. We we'll see you later. She's a good seeker. Um on the other hand, she rides a comet two sixty, which is going to look like a joke next going to look like a joke next to the firebolt. Um, so they start their practice, Harry is, um, having a lot of fun with the fireball because it turns at the lightest touch, it seems to obey his thoughts rather than his grip, um, so he's just, like, playing games, basically, spinning around, like, you know, the end, of which, I love the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, it's actually one of my favorites, um, I think it's in my top two, it's just not number one because of a person who will remain la- nameless, but... Um, like the end when he gets his gets the he gets the firebolt at the end, which I kind of hated, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because then it's like, so what did he do for the rest of the Quidditch? Yeah. Like they still won Quidditch match, which is like fine, but there's still two other games that have to happen. We don't see them. We don't even see that they win, like the yep. um, the championship or whatever. Like that's a really big part of this book is Quidditch, um, like more so than some of the other ones, and. It's weird that then at the end he gets this little like one moment when he's on Firebolt, whatever. Um, so it was the best. It was the best practice ever. The team, inspired by the presence of the Firebolt in their midst, performed their best moves faultlessly. And by the time they hit the ground again, Wood didn't have a single criticism to make, which, as George Weasley pointed out, was a first. Um, I can't see who's what's going to stop us tomorrow, said Wood. Not unless Harry, you started your Dementor problem, haven't you? Yes," said Harry, thinking of his feeble Patronus and wishing it were stronger. Um, So they all they all go back to the tower, um, except for Harry, who is letting who's going to let Ron um, fly on the Firebolt. Um, Ron gets to fly around until, or they were. um, Sorry, they were. Yeah, Ron flies around until um, Madam Hooch wakes. So she had been like asleep in the stands. (laughs) Um, she wakes and told Harry off, Harry and Ron off for not waking her um, and insisted that they go back to the castle. Um, Harry shouldered the firebolt, and so they're on their way back to the castle. They were halfway there um, when Harry saw a pair of eyes gleaming out of the darkness. Um, <laughs> What's the matter, said Ron. Harry pointed. Ron pulled out his wand and muttered Lumos. Um, they find out it was Crookshanks beneath a tree. Um, Get out of here, Ron roared. Um see, she's still letting him wander around wherever he wants, probably washing down scabbards with a couple of birds now. Um Harry didn't say anything. He took a deep breath of relief, seeped or yeah, as relief seeped through him. Um he had been sure for a moment those eyes had belonged to the grim, which I just I'm over the grim. Anyway. Um <laughs> I thought um, you were gonna add something else. I'm, not, no, I'm just it's, I just felt like that's the thing I needed to it. say. I'm just over it um so yeah so they go back to the castle um the next morning harry went down to breakfast um the rest with the rest of the boys in his dormitory all who seemed to think the firebolt deserved a sort of guard of honor because yeah boys they're a problem um harry saw with enormous satisfaction when they entered the great hall that the slytherin team were all looking thunderstruck did you see his face said ron gleefully looking back at malfoy he can't believe it this is brilliant um, Wood, too, was basking in the reflected glory of the firebolt. <laughs> this is just really funny. Um, Put it here, Harry, he said, laying the broom in the middle of the table and carefully turning it so that the name faced upward. Um, people from the Ravenclaw and Huff Puff tables were coming to look. Cedric Diggory came over to congratulate Harry on having acquired such an, a superb replacement for his Nimbus, and Percy's Ravenclaw girlfriend, Penelope Clearwater, asked if she could actually hold the firebolt. Now, now, Penny, no sabotage, said Percy. Penelope and I have got a bet on 10 galleons to the outcome of the match. Um, So Penelope leaves, and Percy says, Harry, make sure you win. I haven't got 10 galleons. Yes, I'm coming, Penny. And so then he goes off to um, eat with her. Um,
0: Oh, he called her Penny. They got pet names.
1: Um, (laughs) I
0: think that it's really funny um, thinking about Quidditch brooms, as opposed to like, I don't know. I guess in softball, baseball, it would be like a a really good bat or in dodgeball. That's actually hella
1: real, yeah. Because you know whenever somebody gets a new glove. bat, it's like, yo, not really a glove.
0: Mm. They're not as like
1: you. The new bat, because there's like really specific ones that are hella good, and then they like usually look pretty and stuff. But gloves are pretty regular.
0: Yeah, so I think or new cleats too like, sometimes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, I was thinking about basketball uh, sneakers and Mm
1: like,
0: I remember when I got my um, Shmika holes Claws, Mm -hmm. they (laughs) stayed in their box until game time, after game time went back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Poop. Thank you very much having a moment. And it was such a big deal, too, because when I wanted them so bad. I had to have them. And then we went to the store, and they didn't have them in my size. And my mom does what my mom does and makes a scene. And it's like, but she's a basketball player. Y'all know these basketball players. They got big feet. You know how you don't shoes the big feet? And I was like, so everyone in Anaheim now knows that I have big feet. <laughs> um, but I got them. And then it was a thing. It was. I kind of want to get a new pair. wonder if I to, like, get an old <laughs> pair with bullpaws? Ooh, they were, And it was the first time that like a girl player had her own shoe, and it was like
1: Tamika, Tennessee. Ooh, I'm having a moment.
0: I'm having a moment.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, beautiful! Let's just pull you right out of that. Sure, you can manage that broom, Potter," said a cold, drawling voice. Draco Malfoy had arrived for a closer look. Yeah, Harry, got plenty of special features, hasn't it? Shame it doesn't come with a parachute in case you get in In case you get too near a Dementor, you can't attach an extra arm to yours, Malfoy," said Harry. Then it could catch the Snitch for you. It's just clapbacks on clapbacks. (laughs) That was pretty brilliant. Don't come for me, lest I send for you. Exactly. Um, so they leave um the Great Hall. Um it was a clear, cool day with a very light breeze. There would be no visibility problems this time. And Harry, though nervous, was starting to feel the excitement only a Quidditch match could bring. Um he, as he like getting dressed, he wondered suddenly whether Professor Lupin was in the crowd watching. That's so cute. I'm sorry. They're just so they're just so awesome. They're adorable. Um,
0: that, um Harry feels tied to professor lupin because it's his first not his first good teacher but um you know he's his favorite teacher or do you think that he feels something a little bit more
1: i think it's probably that it's his favorite teacher and it's the one who's shown the most like mcgonagall is great but she's like really intimidating and like strict and like has a you know what i mean like a very clear line whereas like while lupin has that um like very deliberately he's still like he goes out of his way to help Harry, and then all his students in general, like he's, and he's also the first good, defense good star Cards teacher, I think it's like a lot of things. Um, that could be like a little undercurrent of some like, other stuff, like, I didn't know, but you really are family, but I, I just felt it in my soul or some shit, but like, yeah. Um, so this is, um, sorry, you know what we've got to do, said Wood, if we lose the match, we're out of the running, just just fly like you all did in practice yesterday and we'll be okay. Um, so they enter the field. Um, the Ravenclaw team, dressed in blue, was already standing in the middle of the field. Their seeker, Cho Chang, was the only girl on their team. We don't see the Ravenclaw Quidditch team um, in the movies, do we? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That sucks, because I'm sure like some blue robes would probably be hella cute. Um, oh, Yeah. Their seeker, Cho Chang, was the only girl on their team. She was shorter than Harry by about a head, and Harry couldn't help noticing, nervous as he was, that she was extremely pretty. Um, She smiled at Harry as the teams faced each other behind their captains, and he felt a slight lurch in the region of his stomach that he didn't think had anything to do with nerves. Um, A little further down, a little further down. um, Okay, this is still a children's book. (laughs) Chill out a little bit. Um, Would (laughs) Davies... Come on. But 13 mm. is the cusp. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying it's yes, still it's a children's a book.
0: It is still, still a children's
1: book. Um, yes. sure. would Davies shake hands, uh, Madam Hooch said, mount your brooms on my whistle, three, two, one. Um, Harry kicked off the air, and the firebolt zoomed higher and faster than any other broom. Um. He soared around looking for the snitch, listening all the while to the camp commentary, which is being provided by the Weasley twins' best friend, Lee Jordan. So, this is his Yay. first appearance in the whole book. Was it?
0: Uh, I think so. Not even during the first Quidditch match?
1: No, because he couldn't hear anything because the. Oh, um, yeah, because of the of the storm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. We okay. missed you. And, and then you just come back right in rare form. It's great. Um, they're off, and in a big excitement this match is in the, is the firebolt that Harry Potter is flying for Gryffindor. According to which broomstick the firebolt's going to be the room of choice for the national teams this in this year's World Championship. Jordan, would you mind telling us what's going on in the match? Interrupted Professor McGonagall's voice. Right you are, Professor, just giving a bit of background information. The firebolt, incidentally, has a built-in auto break in. Jordan, okay, okay. Gryffindor in possession, Katie Bell of Gryffindor heading for goal. Um So, um, yeah, the game's going on. Cho is tailing him, um, most likely, or like, she keeps cutting across him, forcing him to change direction. Um, There's a snitch, sorry, I'm trying to like skip by a lot of it since it's, um, yeah, this is a long chapter. Um, So... Just as Katie succeeded in scoring the first goal of the match, the Gryffindor end of the field went wild. He saw it. The snitch was close to the ground, fitting or flitting near one of the barriers. Um, Harry dived, cho- tore after him. Um, then a bludger hit by one of the beaters came pelting out of nowhere. Harry veered off course, um, avoiding it by an inch, and the snitch had vanished. Um, George vented his feelings by hitting the second bludger directly at the offending beater, who was forced to roll over in midair to avoid it. Gryffindor leads by 80 points to zero, and look at that Firebolt go. Potter's really putting it through its paces now. See it turn. Uh, Chang's comment is no match for it. The Firebolt's precision balance is really noticeable in these long. Jordan, are you being paid to advertise Firebolt? Get on with the commentary. I I just love their back and forth so much. It's so great.
0: But it's also (laughs) really funny because, um, like, Jordan... If he's not being paid to do this, like, no, he's not, exactly, you know what I mean, so... like, I don't, do we hear about who does, does anyone do commentary after he
1: leaves, like, yeah, they do, but, like, they don't, they're not as good, yeah, it's, just, it's... pretty good, or more like, I mean, not at, like, commentating, but just at being herself,
0: yeah, so, um,
1: sorry.
0: go ahead, I but just... yeah,
1: no, that is funny, um, So Ravenclaw just scored three goals, um, which put Gryffindor only 50 points ahead. Um, So he's still, or Harry accelerated, his eyes fixed on a speck of gold ahead, but just then, chill appeared out of thin air, blocking him. Harry, this is no time to be a gentleman, Wood roared. Knock her off her broom if you have to. Um, Because, you know, you got no goddamn chill. So, (laughs) um So she's so Cho decided to mark Harry rather than search for the snitch herself. Um, So Harry decides that he's gonna, you know, take, like, use that. Um, He dived against, he dived again, and Cho, thinking he'd see the snitch, tried to follow. Harry pulled out of the dive very sharply. She hurtled downward. He rose fast as a bullet once more and then saw it for the third time, the snitch glittering way above the field at the Ravenclaw. And um, he accelerated so many feet below, did Cho. He was winning, gaining on the snitch with every second. Then, oh, screamed Cho. Distracted, Harry looked down. Three Dementors, three tall, black, hooded Dementors were looking up at him. He didn't stop to think. Plunging a hand down the neck of his robes, he whipped out his wand and roared, expecto patronum. See, these are just things that would have been awesome to see in the movie, but okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) Something silver white, something enormous erupted from the end of his wand. He knew he had shot it directly at the Dementors, but didn't pause to watch his mind still miraculously clear. He looked ahead, he was nearly there. He stretched out his hand, still grasping his wand, and just managed to close his fingers over the small struggling snitch. Um, Madam Hooch's whistle sounded. Harry turned around in midair and saw six scarlet blurs bearing down on him. Next moment, the whole team was hugging him so hard he was nearly pulled off his broom. Down below, he could hear the roars of the Gryffindors in the crowd. that's so funny like they really they're like have a huddle in the middle of the air and that seems really dangerous but also they're super excited so but
0: also um Ravenclaw was distracted by the Dementors in the same way that the Gryffindors were in their game against Hufflepuff so I mean they did win fair and square
1: but they weren't she wasn't really distracted by Dementors and we'll see why in a second um and it's oh. not distracted. You mean affected? Yeah. 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 Also, um, he was gonna. He was gonna get a snitch. I know. Let me just talk about Ravenclaw pride, dude. Also, the, those these Dementors. The the were for Gryffindor and not Ravenclaw. Um, yes. Harry got off his broom and looked up to see a gaggle of Gryffindor supporters sprinting onto the field. Ron in the lead. Before he knew it, he had been engulfed by the cheering cl- uh, crowd. Yes, Ron yelled. Yes, yes. Well done, Harry, said Percy. Ten gallons to me. I must find Penelope. Excuse me. Good for you, Harry, roared Seamus. Ruddy, brilliant, boomed Hagrid. Like, Gr- Hagrid, you're a teacher now. You can't two sides, but...
0: Yeah, you can. It was
1: a good catch, but also, like, you can't. You gotta chill. Um, that was quite some Patronus said, a voice in Harry's ear. Um, Harry turned to see Professor Lupin, who looked both shaken and pleased. So that's just... That's a lot of that means a lot. He's shaken because he saw what the Patronus looked like. And so then he's like, oh goddamn, that's probably oh, the full Patronus come out? It was a full Patronus. Harry didn't see oh. it because he just did it and then went. But because it wasn't a real RLC, it wasn't a real Dementor, he was able to just do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Like clear headed. Um, and yeah, that was just, one of the things it, I was gonna say was that um I was going with it wasn't a full, it wasn't a real Dementor. So do you think that's why he was able and he was flying like he was currently having a good time? Exactly. Um, do you think that's why it was so easy for him to. I, totally.
1: I think, yeah, yeah and I think in his brain, he was just like, it's a Dementor. I got it. You know, what I mean, it was, it's yeah. lots of lots like you didn't have time to be afraid um, yeah. then to feel like the actual effects of the Dementor. Um, and because of that, then he and he doesn't realize that he. Um, like made it corporeal or whatever. Um, if that's the word, I think it is. Um, but Lupin was like, holy shit. Um, then he's also pleased because Harry did it. Um, and, and also cause he won, him. also cause he won, but like, he's trying to yeah. keep it on low, unlike Hagrid, who's booming it over the heads of the milling Gryffindors. <laughs> um, the Dementors didn't affect me at all, Harry said excitedly. I didn't feel a thing. That would be because they, uh, weren't Dementors, said Professor Lupin, come and see. He led Harry out of the crowd until they were able to see the edge of the field. You gave Mr. Malfoy quite a fright, said Lupin. Harry stared, lying in a crumpled heap on the ground, where Malfoy, Crab, Goyle, and Marcus Flint, the Slytherin ca- team captain, all struggling to remove themselves from long, black hooded robes. It looked as though Malfoy had been standing on Goyle's shoulders, standing over them with an expression of utmost fury on her face was Professor McGonagall. An unworthy trick. A low and calorie, uh, cowardly attempt to sabotage the Gryffindor Seeker. Detention for all, from all of you and 50 points from Slytherin. I shall be speaking to Professor Bumbledore about this. Make no mistake. Ah, he here he comes now. Um, Yo, like, I really needed to see that.
0: But I also needed to see Slytherin team get some more punishments than that. Because... It's what, not the like
1: the detention and fifty points from. Sly- uh, I don't. know, we don't know if it's fifty points each from Slytherin.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the team, the Quidditch team. Like you forfeit a game or you lose points mm. in the standings because it's not like for Slytherin fans who you know what I mean. Like, well, no, so, Crabbe
1: and Goyle aren't on the team.
0: But Marcus Flint is a captain, and Draco is on the team. That's true. Um, as the captain of the team, it you become like kind of the leader of the pack, even though we kind of know that Draco's the leader, but um you just sanction like, like what But said, you're trying to get an, adv- get an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. In the standings in a, yeah. in a different way than like, it just being a prank. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it affects the game
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the season. Right. And I just feel like they've already had, oh we can't play right now because our seeker we've like they've done enough shady shit.
1: That is true. Um if anything could have set the seal on Gryffindor's victory it was this. Ron who had fought his way through to Harry's side doubled up with laughter as they watched Malfoy fighting to extricate himself from the robe, Goyle's head still stuck inside it. Um come on Harry said George party Gryffindor common room now. it felt as though they had already won the quidditch cup the party went on all day and well into the night right because these are like morning games right yeah, yeah they they're really they're about that they're about their life um Amen. fred and george you said what when, when the packers won the super bowl
0: who? worst thing i ever did was not take the day after if your team is in the super bowl win or lose take the take the monday off <laughs> It was lit. Yeah, it's a lot. It was lit. It was so lit. I'm gonna take the Monday off this year too because we're about to win again. (laughs) Whew. Fred and George disappeared. This is my episode of uh, flashbacks, of good
1: flashback
0: memories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fred and George disappeared for a couple of hours and returned with armfuls of bottles of Butterbeer, pumpkin fizz, and several bags of Honeyduke sweets. How did you do that, um, squealed Angelina Johnson, with a little help from Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, uh, Fred muttered in Harry's ear. There was Only one person wasn't joining in the festivities. Hermione, incredibly, was sitting in a corner attempting to read an enormous book entitled Home Life and Social Habits of, M- of British Muggles. Um, Harry broke away from the table where Fred and George started juggling bo- uh, butterbeer bottles and went over to her. Did you even come to the match? Of course I did, course she I said. Did. And I'm very glad we won, and I think you did really well, but I need to read this by Monday. Come on, Hermione. Come have some food. I can't, Harry. I've still got 422 pages to read. I'm, I'm going to cry because that's horrible. Yeah. And I know that life, and I never would want that life on for anyone, not even okay. my worst enemy, and especially not my witch. Um, Doppelganger. Yeah, that really sucks. Um, anyway, she glanced over at Ron, he doesn't want me to join in. There was no arguing with this, as Ron chose that moment to say loudly, if Scabbers hadn't just been eaten, he could have had some of these fudge, fudge flies. He used to really like them. Like, shut up, Ron. And that that's the thing, like, Hermione bursts into tears, and then runs to the staircase of the girls' dormitory and out of sight, and it's like, and that's the problem like just with them in general it's they like and we've talked about this they always hit below the bell it's like you can have a disagreement you can be mad at each other but sometimes you just gotta like be mad at each other and leave each other alone but don't just keep yeah. like adding fuel Poking to the fire. fire yeah it's ridiculous and also like
0: he is courting sympathy in a way mm-hmm. that, vil- that vilifies hermione even more than necessary and that's a part of another like younger man, us younger siblings, we we gotta chill. That's um vicious. but especially in a family that of Ron's size, it's like sometimes like bad things happening is the only way that you do get attention, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh you know, Fred George, y'all gotta take care of yourself right now because Ron's really sad or um Jimmy got possessed by a
1: book. Um, You
0: know what I mean? Like this is our top priority right now, and you guys are old enough, and you can, you know, you just have to, you just have to deal. And I think that as we know more than any other Weasley. Ron craves attention and doesn't want to be overshadowed, and so this is a way that, and his brothers are on the team, and he's not on the team, and his best Mm -hmm. friend is like the star. This is a way for him to get attention, and um, and he takes advantage because he he does not miss Scabbers this way, and we all know it because of like we said, like the way that he takes him for granted when he's there. Mm
1: -hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. Um, Can't you give her a break? Harry asked Ron. No. If she just asked it, acted like she was sorry, but she'll never admit that she's wrong, Hermione. She's still acting like Scabbers has gone on vacation or something, Um, which is like, yeah, I get, like, your feelings are hurt. And I think that Harry, and that's the one thing, like, Harry does care about Hermione and does come check. Like, he does come and ask if, like, like, make sure that she's eaten, even though the first thing he asks is if she saw the match, um, which is about him. priority. Like, yeah.
0: Um, I don't think it's about him so much that it's about Quidditch.
1: Yeah, He's yeah, but it's just his bed. priorities are not. Yeah. Quidditch over everything, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he had like Quidditch tatted on his back and like a really big. He would like, have
0: Quidditch like, like thug life like in the top in the yep. top style on mm-hmm. his stomach. Yep, um, that Quidditch life. Ooh, yep. that's a good tattoo.
1: <laughs> a um, tattoo Lu-Gur- of Harry Potter
0: with a tattoo of Quidditch life on his chest. Yep. Someone do that. It won't. Be.
1: <laughs> um. The Gryffindor po- uh, party ended only when Professor McGonagall turned up in her tartan tardin- dressing gown and bonnet at 1 in the morning to insist they all go to bed. I'm just going to say it real quick, it does not say bonnet, but I crossed out hairnet and put bonnet because McGonagall is most likely black too in my right. head.
0: And she wearing so, a hairnet. Like, do white folk wear hairnets yeah. like that?
1: I, I mean, older people if just... they
0: want to keep their curls intact, I guess.
1: She wears so. her hair in a bun most of the time, but right? it's a bonnet. Um... Harry and Ron, um, so they went upstairs, at last exhausted, Harry climbed in the bed, twitched the hangings of his four poster and shut um, and shut to block out the ray of moonlight and drift off to sleep. He had a very strange dream. He was walking through a forest, his firebolt over his shoulder, following something silvery white. It was winding its way through the trees ahead and he could only quench, qu- catch glimpses of it between the leaves. Anxious to catch up to it, he sped up, but as he moved faster, so did his quarry. Um, Harry broke into a run, and ahead he heard hooves gathering speed. Now he was running flat out, and ahead he could hear gallop, uh, galloping. Then he turned a corner into the clearing. Um, I'm going to stop. There's like an interruption, but... Um, first... Just this like dream is really interesting to me. Because um, okay. he's following something silvery white, which is like clearly a Patronus. Patronus. Um, which is not... Only, so it's in a way it's like he's following... Like, his father, happiness, um, and the other way he's following, in like a more literal way, he's following his father, or maybe not happiness, but like,
0: you like, already said it. Sad nap commences. Okay,
1: Robin, how many sad naps are you gonna take? God, how many times are you gonna break my heart? This is the book that's doing this thoughts and feelings. Robin, following happiness, thoughts and feelings.
0: I have all of the feelings, and my I know. feelings
1: have to take a nap. No. <laughs> Too much. You are a host. Kind a of 13-year-old has to chase happiness in his dreams. The what? one who, like, has story with his parents being killed every time oh, he comes near to Dementor. No! No! Um, so, yeah. Also, it's some weird, foresh- it's some funny foreshadowing that's not actually foreshadowing, but for, like, the Silver Doe and Deathly Hollows, it's just funny because it's a similar thing that happens in them. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not connected, but, but- Cool.
0: I wonder I wonder um, but I, I do want to talk about Harry's dreams because some mm-hmm. of his dreams are definitely like horror horror cruxian yeah moments um, and then some of them like this I don't think have anything really to do with the horror crux but no. he has prophetic dreams at times and I wonder if that's a part of his magic if he does have a little bit of seer in him. I wonder if like old, older Harry, post Voldemort Harry, um, still has semi prophetic dreams, and they're always, um, and like the thing with like prophecy and seeing into the future and stuff is it's never clear cut, right? They're always a little bit um, vague, you know. No one can survive, or one, both can not survive, all the other one lives or something.
1: However neither that can die while is. the other survive, or neither can, yeah, live. Or neither whatever. can live while yeah. the other survives.
0: Yes, yeah. um, and so I think that's because that works two ways, right? It's not like when um, Professor Trelawney is like fake in the future. It's always like I saw myself coming down, and it was very clear, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like actual prophecy because of time streams and different timelines and everyone having free will to make their own decisions should be vaguer than that because Mm -hmm. you can't, one decision affects the entire future. Um, So I just, yeah, it's interesting because I wonder um, if he does have a little bit of fear in him and if that comes through in his dreams and he just doesn't have the, you know, he's making up dreams and shit for divination so he doesn't have the uh vocabulary and the the knowledge to really unpack them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He probably uh, could have, he probably dreamt where all them ho- cruxes were and he just didn't
1: pay attention and like, forgot about it. Yep, yeah. oh, well. oh well. Um, yeah. well. Then he turned a corner into the clearing and ah no! Um, Harry woke as suddenly as though he'd been hit in the face. Disoriented in the total darkness, he fumbled with his hangings. What's going on? He thought he heard the dormitory door slam. Um, At last, finding the divide in his curtains, he ripped them back, and at the same moment, Dean Thomas lit his lamp. Um, Rob was sitting up in bed, the hangings torn from one side, a look of utmost terror on his face. Black! serious, Black! With a knife! What? Here, just now, slash the curtains! Woke me up! Um... I'm sorry, serious you serious has to chill. With the curtain,
0: slash the curtains, you couldn't be quiet. You can go to have Like you could hella
1: be stealth. Like that's the thing. You could be stealth. Like you got into the dormitory. I mean the rat's not there because he already like, Did. like picked his depth or whatever, but like sneak into the dormitory, peek into the curtains. Like be stealth. Instead he's just like I'm <laughs> ah! with a knife over a thirteen year old boy.
0: What I'm saying though is like, serious the emotions, he go from zero it's to a hundred real quick, it's real too quick. He, and
1: he it's so funny because tonight. we find out how like, like, um, he was patient already. The way he gets Ooh. in is like, he had a plan and then he just decides, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> it makes no sense. Hmm. Um, he's so close. And then he's like, ah, it's, yeah. like you,
0: it's, gonna be, it's, it's literally going to be us. We're going to be all patient and cool and chill. While we're in line to get into the studio tour, and as soon as that door opens, I'ma lose my shit.
1: Yeah, but you're not gonna pull a knife on a thirteen year old. Hopefully, uh, well, let's hope. Please don't. Please don't do that. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't foresee myself having a knife. Yeah, But if I had one.
0: Mm, maybe. Necessary. Maybe the emotions just take me, and I'm like, hey,
1: we're about to do this thing. We're about no. to go, and it's just start jabbing the air. That makes no Who sense. Knows? No, you can't. Um, <laughs>
0: when, the, when the music takes control and you feel, well, I don't know, never mind, I'm
1: gonna stop. Cool. Um, <laughs> you sure you weren't okay. dreaming, Ron? said Dean. Look at the curtains, I tell you, he was here. They all scrambled out of bed. Harry reached the dormitory door first and they sprinted back down the staircase. Um, uh, doors opened behind them. Sleepy voices, call, voices called after them. Who shouted? What are you doing? The common room was lit. Um, are you sure you weren't dreaming, Ron? I'm tell oh wait, the um the common room is deserted. Um, are you sure you weren't dreaming, Ron? I'm telling you, I saw him. What's all that noise? Professor McGonagall told us to go back to bed. A few of the girls had come down their staircase, pulling on dressing gowns and yawning. Boys too were reappearing. Um, excellent. Are we carrying on? said Fred Weasley. Everyone back upstairs, said Percy, um, pinning his head boy badge to his pajamas as he He spoke. Everyone knows your head boy, Percy, at this point. There's no no one in Hogwarts knows that you're a head boy.
0: Jesus Christ. It is not that serious.
1: Calm down. Um, Pierce, serious black, said Percy. I mean, said Ron, sorry. In our dormitory with a knife, woke me up. The common room went very still. Nonsense, said Percy. You had too much to eat, Ron. Had a nightmare. I'm telling you. Now, really, enough's enough. Professor McGonagall was back, which, um, where does she sleep?
0: Probably real close to
1: them, and that she that, can I was like, it has asleep. to be close to be able to hear yep. them and be like, "What the fuck, y'all?" Yep. Um, and I'm sure that she slammed. Oh, sorry, I
0: keep going. Uh, I was gonna say, I'm sure that like, um, in fraternities and sororities and stuff, you have like a house mom, mm-hmm. and they stay at the in the house with you. Um, so I'm sure that because she's like head of Gryffindor, um, she is very like. There might even be like a another passageway into her quarters or something like that so that she can be there. She can be first on the scene if anything goes wrong. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I mean she definitely came in from the from the front but like yeah it has to be somewhere close. Um, She slammed the portrait behind her as she entered the common room and stared furiously around. I'm delighted that Gryffindor won the match but this is getting ridiculous. Percy I expected better of you. I certainly didn't authorize this professor. I was just telling them all to get back to bed. My brother Ron here had a nightmare. It wasn't a nightmare, Ron yelled. Professor, I woke up and Sirius Black was standing over me, holding a knife. Um, McGonagall stared at him. Don't be ridiculous, Weasley. How could he possibly have gotten through the portrait hole? Ask him, said um, Ron, pointing a shaking finger at the back of Sir Cadogan's picture. Ask him if he saw. Um, she glares at Ron suspiciously, um, but goes back to the portrait and um goes outside the whole common room listened with bated breath sir cadogan did you let a man enter gryffindor tower certainly good lady cried sir cadogan there was a stunned silence both inside and outside the common room you you did said professor mcgonagall but but the password he had him said sir cadogan proudly had the whole weeks of my had the whole weeks my lady read them off a little piece of paper um, professor mcgonagall pulled herself back through the portrait hole her face uh, to face the stunned crown she was white as chalk which person she said which abysmally foolish person wrote down this week's passwords and left them lying around um there was utter silence broken by the smallest of terrified squeaks neville longbottom trembling no. from head to fluffy slippered toes raised his hand slowly into air uh, in the air um yeah and that's the end of the chapter it's actually way shorter than i thought my bad y'all I'm sorry to yeah. see chapters being long.
0: Yeah. Um, um, It's a short chapter, but I, again, go, go back to Neville just being, like, the bravest person, because he mm-hmm. takes responsibility for it, unlike some rat
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Like, right away,
0: there wasn't even, like,
1: you yeah, know. He, he could have he been on some, mm, I don't know. Who, I don't who, know, did know who did
0: that? Doesn't seem right, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Damn, not that you,
0: hard, but right away take responsibility for a shit.
1: Yeah, um, also, Sirius just has no goddamn chill.
0: He really doesn't, but you gotta love him anyway, don't you?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I get it, but also, like, you can't come at 13 year olds with knives.
0: Like, he wasn't coming up a 13-year-old with a knife, but, he was coming up to that rat bastard with a knife. But he
1: was, and then even from, like, the, from, and then even what it looks like is that he was really looking for Harry. Yep. And then he just slashed the thing and was like, oh, it's not him. Oh, shit, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta blast, like, if he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, pretty much, yeah, it was a problem. It wasn't um, the whatever. finest hour. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't. Um... So, who's your MVP? Serious? <laughs> God. God, Robin. You That's, know me. I, um, I, I didn't hear you. Can uh, I explain? why? Um, you said what? Can I explain I, myself? I, I know I know why you chose Sirius, um, but you can, but <laughs> um, I chose Harriet not because out of
0: the Firebolt, He watched them as they he had so much fun he he did the work to get in the common room. He just so close, so close yet so far
1: away so far away, so very far. the like chill just just took it. Um, but he was so close. yeah. Um, I chose Harry, not because he did anything particularly amazing, I mean, I guess, actually no. The Patronus, he did that really well and that was great, um, even though it wasn't really a Dementor. Um, but I feel like, one, Harry hasn't won a lot of chapters, which is fine, I just think it's funny. Um, also, yeah. there was no one in particular this chapter who was really, like, stood out to me in any I right way.
0: Say when you were re- when you were rereading him going up to Hermione, um, even though the first thing he does is ask about Quidditch, I, I give him a path to see that his brain thinks about Quidditch first things first, but um, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't change the nature of who someone is really. But he like showed genuine concern for her. You have to eat, you know, mm-hmm. you're not enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. To Harry, it's also like, and you would think that it wouldn't, it would be, the same with Hermione coming from a muggle household, but like he still hasn't lost his joy of magic, you know? Like people right. like, we're in a magic castle, we're in a school, like mm-hmm. fun overall, right? Like this shit is awesome. And so to see her not ta- partaking in the fun and being alone and ostracized and stressed, um, he did step up and check in the best way he could.
1: Right. right. Um, OK, who did you bench?
0: Ron. No, Neville. Neville. I bench Neville.
1: Okay.
0: Because um, he's leaving his shit around. But also you have, like, the support system. This is kind of also talking about Hermione, like, not using her, like, or people thinking that she doesn't need a support system. People know Neville needs a, need a support system, and he's got friends. Like, hey... Are you going back to the tower i don't remember the password all right cool let's go or what's the password you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there are better ways than to just write them down that's because he doesn't want to and then when he
1: loses them he could have like he tells ron and harry but but what are they gonna 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 do that just goes right out of their mind because like you tell like mcgonagall or you tell like you tell mcgonagall who can then tell like um
0: yeah um yeah
1: I chose Scabbers because he's causing all this goddamn trouble. Um, true. Ruining friendships. Well, true. He, ruined, yeah, he he ruined friendships family. and lives and then he's ruining uh, more friendships and then And more um, lives. And more lives and That's doesn't want to take baby. responsibility. Yeah.
0: That's so true. I should just like bitch, like every time I get stuck, I feel like I don't bitch Scabbers unless it's like super duper egregious. Like, Mm-hmm. taking his own death last chapter, but,
1: mm-hmm. um... I just feel like his, like, presence, especially when nothing, like, really, can... really, like, big happens, um, I feel like yeah. his presence is always the thing that is, like, causing all the conflict, um, yep. which is, like, I to tend just to default be... a Peter. ...initially, um, yeah. unless it's somebody like Snape coming out being an asshole, then, like, you can get the bench. Or... That's
0: true. I feel like the bench is, the bench is like, the default bench, should be Scabbers slash Peter unless someone comes up and does above Which and beyond rare
1: form. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, I think my benching of Neville is also I think it's it, bad it because it's um we're recording this on Neville's birthday for so even worse uh-huh. about it. But like I do think like it's because he the reason why I think the story had putting it in Gryffindor, like he needs to step up and really recognize how great he is Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. And when he doesn't do that, and when he doesn't recognize his own power, and when he doesn't lean on his friends, shit goes wrong. Shit goes south. So, Unreal.
1: um, well, this is a short episode, but y'all got bonus episodes and like You're good and content. And shit, you good? Three Yay. hours of an episode. You like got three years. hours, yeah. you can go listen to that again. Yeah, Marauder's Map. This, um, is, a rare, this is a rare situation. Um yeah. so thank you for it's listening. Wonderful. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. Go, go, go! Um, have a go. Take have a coffee on us. Well, not on us, but you know, in the in the time that you would have spent listening to this, go enjoy okay. a coffee, watch an episode of Star Trek Voyager. It always works. Or or I don't that.
1: know. Or to Star to Trek Yes, or Star Trek Voyager. You have options. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Next week we sure. will be discussing. Hold up, let me. we're, we're gonna sorry. get there? I'm Next sorry. week we will be discussing Chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Snape's Grudge. Uh, make sure to read and follow along, and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is bench for the chapter. Do not forget. You don't that vote. Marge really wants to make the Muggle world the Muggle world great again, and if y'all don't vote, but she will win this. The MVP and the ben- bench, she will win. That will happen. She will win. Don't let she it happen. To, to happen. She
0: wants to make the wizarding world normal again.
1: We're not about that life. We're not
0: about that. Do your part. We vote. You to vote. We do our part. We do our part. We can't we can't do it all for you guys. We go to London for you. Well. Shut up, Maya. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> trying to make I mean you know bad. we could tell
1: you could tell them that, but trying to make them feel bad. I mean, okay. Sorry,
0: go to play fine. for you. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be gallivanting around London, being surrounded by going to the to the studio tour. Who wants to go to the studio tour? We do this for you. The <laughs> least you can do is vote. We know that you're listening. We see the
1: numbers.
0: We hear you on on Twitter be talking, and then never put your vote in. Sometimes you got to stake a flag in the ground and say, Scabbers, sit down, you bitch. Make the Wizarding World great again. We'll see you next week.
1: Um, bye.